This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Don't look now. The hype for season eight of Game of Thrones has begun. Will it kick up into high gear or was this just a taste? I'm Ken Napsog and this is a special edition of Casterly Talk here on Anchor. Also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a lot of other places where fine podcasts are found. Special edition because if you had listened to this feed before when it was Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire, well, this is the same feed but a new name and a new approach once we launch it in full. Casterly talk, a more robust edition of discussion, insight, speculation, and just geeking out about Game of Thrones we're here. This show will launch in full later on. It is currently a Patreon goal of myself over on patreon.com slash uh because we're trying to build out a staff to work behind it. So we're making it a goal there. But I'm here now and you'll have some special episodes, some special editions with just me, Lon Harris, Andres Cabrera, Thomas Risley, and some of the other characters uh, and uh, expert pundits, if you will, that'll be coming in. Um, We'll be on later shows. This is just me. And I felt I had to get on the mic because this teaser trailer dropped today. Um, watching it here on Entertainment Weekly's page, a little story, but uh, HBO puts this out. And you know what? I got to confess something. I took a little bit of a break from Game of Thrones over the last six months or so. Just kind of took my foot off the gas pedal because the show, season eight, we didn't even know when, when it was coming back. We knew it was. We didn't know when and then rumors and set photos, all those things started to kind of filter out again. And I've seen some of the headlines slip through my own personal filters, but I just didn't want to know much going in. Uh, I haven't been stepping uh, back from Game of Thrones or Song of Ice and Fire. I'm actually rereading A Feast of Crows very slowly. Got a lot of other things I'm reading first, but this is one that I just reach over, read a chapter, read a half a chapter or whatever, and just kind of go back and take it all in. So I am still... There and then Fire and Blood, you know, that being out, I've actually, you know, not even picked up that book. I just, I don't know if that makes sense, but it did to me. I needed a little bit of a break from Game of Thrones to kind of uh, recalibrate and get ready for season eight because this is going to be something. This is, that's, that is the descriptive word I got. Something. What a big event in our lives coming up there. Where were you when Game of Thrones ended? We'll be talking about and the the, the pressure uh, on this season and on the creators and on the directors and on the cast and the writers and producers and everybody. Ah, it's, it's big to take this home, to stick the landing. It's going to be a lot. And like I said, I have not been looking at some of the stories. I saw one, something just leaked out. I actually unfollowed the Twitter feed. It was a, a, a movie news blog that I, I know some of the people there and I saw their headline and it spoiled something for me. So you get not even the mute unfollow for that. 
That's why we have clickbait titles. We all make fun of clickbait, and there's definitely clickbait. But leave a little mystery to your title so I can choose if I want to see the information. But that said, we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about clickbait. We're not. We're here to talk about the season eight teaser trailer, and we got nothing. Just like the other teaser trailers, it, this is nothing. It's just a little piece of beautiful art. The one last season, the uh, was we all, all the. Uh, all the uh, sigils wrapped around like a little statue, if I remember, and the dragon heads and everything, and it looked great. This one might be one of my favorite ones. We got the painted table. We are looking at Westeros, but real, real tight, real, real close. We see, we see some dire wolves. We see dragons. We see a lion. I think the focus for me, in fact, I'm even thinking, like, did we see dragons? I guess we did. I don't know. But the focus was Stark's. Lannisters, and then we got the slow creeping ice. Winter has come, and it's taken over this land, and we know what's going to be happening here in Season 8. At least we know the setup. And I don't want to look too deeply into this teaser trailer, but you almost can't help yourself. That's one of the things Game of Thrones rewards you, is really looking in, having your theories. I think other franchises, not so much. I think we thought they were, but uh, Star Wars, which I cover on Force Center and Collider Jedi Council, I like sticking back and letting the creators tell the stories and not trying to get ahead of them. But Game of Thrones is built for speculation. George R. R. Martin loves himself a good theory, speculation, uh, idea, or, you know, just reading prophecies right and wrong. He loves it. He, I think he throws, I think by now, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's waiting on the sixth book just so he could pull back and maybe not change things, but drop a little more clues or little morsels of information to throw off other theories. I, that's just my personal theory. I really do think he's waiting to finish that book until the HBO series is done, and, and this is it. We're in the home stretch. So I think as soon as season eight of Game of Thrones is is over and done with and we're all taking our breaths, then I think George will be like, all right, that was fun. Uh, let's get back to the books here. Uh, and see, you know, again, one of the reasons I haven't really taken in Fire and Blood yet, and I just kind of... There's going to be a lot more coming. And then we got the prequel series on the way as well, which if you heard the pilot episode of Casterly Talk a while ago on the Knapsack Files or recently here on Anchor, Lon and I uh, diving into what the prequel series might be. And that was even before we got uh, some information, some of the cast uh, announced and all that kind of thing. But again, I've been pulling back on even that. But let's talk about the teaser trailer now. I think it's interesting that we've got what we know, winter uh, coming, winter on the way. We know that that is where the focus is. That's where the show ended season seven. That's the big battle. As Davos keeps saying, we gotta, we got to work together. Got to put stuff aside. Listen to Jon Snow, everybody. The battle is coming. But a lot of focus on Jon and Danny. What's going to happen there? This isn't going to all be about the Night King and the war for the dawn. I don't think it. It will be. I think it's going to be a big part. But I think just looking at the episode list and the directors, I think we're going to have a lot of time to deal with what comes after. And that is why this teaser trailer excited me. Because we got winter and we got it coming on down the highway. But the images of the Starks and the Lannisters are still there. And in the end... In the end, yeah, you got the Targaryens, but essentially it's just Danny. In the end, this series always has kind of been Stark-centric and Lannister-centric, 
and they are diametrically opposed. Go back to the pilot episode of Game of Thrones. That is all about the Lannisters going up north, Cersei and Jaime starting some problems up there, and the Starks run the other end of it. You got Baratheon, you got all that. That is all important. We all have our favorite houses. Mine, still, the Night's Watch. We have all the other characters, yes. But I think as the show and the story gets boiled down, this is where we're at. John and Danny, which one of them is Azora High? Which one of them is the rightful king or queen? Or is it both? Are they going to have a baby? Are they going to find out they're related and go, ooh, ooh, ooh? All those are great questions. But over there on the side sits Cersei Lannister. And she's kind of intentionally sitting on the side right now as, as we left her in season seven. Is she actually pregnant? Uh, does that pregnancy go to full term? All those questions, good things to ask about Cersei Lannister. But I focus on the idea that Cersei was basically saying, cool, yeah, don't like that little zombie thing they brought down in the box, but let them go fight. And I'm going to sit over here and pick up the pieces. And back when we were talking on Daily Thrones, a lot of us were digging into what that could mean and what the story will, will center on and what happens when the dust and ice finally settles. So that is why this teaser trailer really got me excited. And I had to get back on a microphone and talk about Game of Thrones. What a nice little treat. We don't get footage we don't have any plot details, and I don't want any of those. If I don't get any, we're going to get a trailer, and I'm going to be excited, and we're going to do a lot of broadcasts about it. Don't get me wrong. But if we don't get much until April, I'm fine with that. I'm really fine with that. This got me excited for what is coming. Yes, a big war with the Night King. Yes, some answers. What's Bran doing? What visions is he having? Is Danny Azora high? Is Johnny is a uh, Johnny Stark? That's right, Johnny Stark. Is John Azora high, or are they both Azora high? And what's going to happen to my good friend Jorah Mormont? I don't know, but all that might pale in comparison to what is Cersei going to do? John, Danny, they both survive, and I'm still I'm still kind of predicting a big death, and it might be Danny, but. That would be weird. It'd be different. It wouldn't just be she dies, she's gone. Something almost like she becomes one with the force. I don't know. Wrong franchise again. But I am looking towards Cersei Lannister to do something big in season eight. Does she survive? I don't know. These are all great questions, stuff we're going to dive into. Yes, a lot of speculation is on the way. This is casterly talk. So this is coming. January, we will be launching. I am trying to hit this goal on Patreon, patreon.com slash files. Why? Why? When you already have this feed, here's why I am trying to, uh, I always try to be honest with my Patreon supporters. So if you're not a Patreon supporter of mine and you don't really know who I am, you're just stumbling on a Game of Thrones show, I try to be honest. Trying to build up some capital to pay the help. Pay, paid help is not often uh, a thing in podcast worlds. Uh, we are trying to overcome that with Cash for the Talk. So it will launch in full once we hit that goal. I suspect it will be early January and it will be just in time to really ramp up and head into Season 8 of Game of Thrones with all of our speculation and excitement rattling around our brains. Starks, Lannisters, Cersei, Jon, or we call him around here apparently, Johnny Stark, and Daenerys Targaryen, we might have a big three-way dance for the throne. Or is the throne even going to be standing? 
we will start asking those questions and not stop till we see those answers. We'll see you soon here on Casterly Talk. <laughs>